and maybe a little earlier, but we have a really tiny list anyways. There's only eight people on the list, so that's fucking exciting. Um, yeah, and so if you want to write down comments, we'll, we'll have time and stuff to give them to people today because we don't have a lot going on. All right, your first comedian. Uh, <laughs> what a joy and a wonderment. Uh, he, I think you used the word stalwart the other day, too. He's a stalwart supporter of Mutiny Radio. And put your hands together, everybody, for Newman Shake. Yay! Yeah, what's up, guys? Happy Monday, everybody. Um, yeah, we're in a recession right now, apparently. And yeah, honestly, I couldn't tell because I was born in 2000. So my entire life has kind of been a recession, you know? Like, the only difference between now and then is, like, I finally understand why my dad's crying now. Like, that's all I understand. Yeah, they're, build they're building a lot of anti-homeless architecture in the city. Big fan, big fan. I think they should go all the way. Because you want to know what's the most extreme form of anti-homeless architecture? Housing. So, yeah. Uh, this girl broke up with me recently because she said she had commitment issues, which I don't buy. Because she's watched every episode of SVU Law & Order. And I'm like, okay, if she can commit to, like, 900 episodes of people getting sexually assaulted, like, why can't she commit to me? You know, like, that's, that's hurtful. All right, what else? Um... I don't have a lot of Indian jokes because I can't do an Indian accent. Like, that's kind of... Yeah, I wish... My dad didn't have an Indian accent, and I kind of wish he did, you know? Because, like... Like, when he when he was, like, yelling at me, it would have been a lot easier on me if he sounded like Apu from The Simpsons. Instead of, like, a roided-out Def Patel, you know? Like, that's where I'm at. I used to, I used to be a lifeguard. And I remember while I was working there, they gave us this incentive where they're like, for each person you save will give you an additional $50, which I think is enough for a human life. You know, like that's how much it's worth. But I know this, that incentive was supposed to make me a better lifeguard, but uh, all that really did was make me push kids in the deep end more often. So, yeah, that's... Um, I'm only dating a white woman now. Uh, not because I like them more. I just feel like women of color already go through enough. You know, like that's... Okay. My favorite Christmas movie is uh, this 2001 Tim, Tim Allen movie called Christmas with the Cranks. If you don't know what this movie is, it's this movie where Tim Allen and his, and his wife, they decide to go on a cruise instead of celebrating Christmas, and their entire neighborhood gangs up on them and forces them to celebrate Christmas anyway. And uh, the reason why this is my favorite Christmas movie is because also my favorite horror movie as someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, the idea of my entire neighborhood ganging up on me and forcing me to celebrate Christmas is fucking horrifying, you know? Like, if they put Tim Allen in brown face and call that movie Christmas with the Kumars, that would be my get out, you know? Like, it would be an insane Oscar-winning movie. As an Indian person, like, I think, like, Kumar from, like, the Harold and Kumar movies means a lot more to me than Kamala Harris. You know, you know what I mean? Like, fuck the White House. I want to go to White Castle. That shit. I, there's no white. There's no war crimes at White Castle. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I know what else. Thank you. Um, I got a weird I got a weird relationship with my parents. Like, my dad got mad at me once. He was like, "Newman, I'm really disappointed that you're not five eleven, and I'm five ten, and he's five eight. So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about." 
but he needs to stop. I also got a weird relationship with my mom. Like my mom had me when she was 20 and I realized that's going to cause a lot of problems down the line. Like I can't put my mom in a nursing home. So I'm just going to see her there in like 10 years. It's going to be so weird. All right, give it up for Pam, guys. Newman shake. Yay. I feel like your set begs for a dad act out. Is there a reason why you don't do an act out of your dad, whether he has an accent or not? Because you describe it, but maybe an act out, like of what he does sound like or what he says when he yelled at you or something. Or maybe even if you do his voice when you say about the height thing and act it out the way that maybe, I don't know. Um, and then I feel like you can add another punchline at the end of pushing kids in the pool. Like that's my version of swimming lessons or something like that. There's probably another punchline after there that you can add something after pushing him in the pool. Yeah. Cool. Everybody clap your hands together for Newman. Yay. Yay. Oh, the music disappeared. Okay. Hey, your next comedian. I'm so excited that he's here. He runs a show every other Wednesday at Piano Fight. It's open improv. Put your hands together for Spencer Devine. I'll start with a personal story. So uh, we used to watch uh, a, a bunch of reality television as a, as a family. So like Survivor, fucking American Idol, all of them. And you would always get to the end uh, where they talk, get to talk to their family and they would fucking bust out crying. They're like, my dad's never told me he loved me. So my dad made sure to tell me he loved me very early on, but he let me know it was specifically so that I wouldn't embarrass him in front of millions of Americans and, and Randy Jackson. <laughs> so this is like a double-edged blade of love. Like, uh, thanks, but I don't, it's a big, it's an end game that I'm not comfortable with, dog. It's a little pitchy, dog. Uh, so uh, when... People will come up to me and they'll be like, Spencer, how long have you been growing your beard? And I think it's hilarious to be like, oh, what's back? Fuck, I just shaved it. <laughs> and then run away screaming. Uh, people like the beard. Like it draws a lot of attention, the beard. Nine out of ten times when someone comes up and they're like, oh, you had a great set. If I'm like, what was your favorite part? They'll be like, your beard is long. It's like, that's not a compliment on my craft. I put very little effort into this, but they're just like focused on the beard. It's like my nips are down here, ladies. Come pull it together. Uh, so anytime someone comes, but a lot of people have this beard and they only see the beard. So every time I get a compliment, they're like, oh, you were so amazing at that show. Uh, I have sent a Facebook message to every bearded comedian that I know because it might be for them, you know, and, and everyone deserves the compliments. Uh, I just have one of those faces uh, that's like, oh, if I didn't have an iPhone, I might be homeless. Uh, someone came up to me and they're like, oh, hey, can I, hey, can I, can I tell you a joke for a dollar? And I'm like, I am the absolute wrong audience for that. 
Because we are in a war now. We are in a compromise. And I'm like, I'll tell you a joke for 75 cents. And he's like, he's, he's like, I'll tell you a joke for a dollar. And I'm like, that's not how compromise works. You, ha you have to go down in your price. And he's like, no, I want a dollar. And I'm like, I want a dollar. And then we both went away, each with a joke and no dollar. So who wins? The 1%. Uh, so I, I realized, um, that I can't move anywhere for comedy because, uh, I can't handle real weather. Uh, California, specifically San Francisco, California is the middle of the shower, you know, and if it goes one way, fuck, I'm freezing in Daly City. The other way, ah, I'm fucking dying in Sacramento. Uh, I can't handle the sun. My father was Irish and my mother was a vampire, apparently, because I don't tan. I just suffer. And everyone else hates the sun, because if they didn't hate the sun, why would they invent glasses to wear when the sun is out to pretend that it's nighttime? Everyone hates the sun, even if we need it. Like fucking cancers, astrologically and medically. Take that. I'm Spencer Devine. <laughs> Yay, Spencer Devine. Hooray. Fight against the sun. Fight. Fuck that sun. Uh, all right. Your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Philip Fabian. Yay. <laughs> Anyway, it's good being back doing comedy. I've been haven't done stand up actually since Mutiny Radio a couple of weeks ago. It's been a rough couple of weeks for me. I was I got dumped actually right after the comedy festival, and uh, it sucks that that happened because she was one of those strong independent women that has an MBA and an IUD, and I'm a broke ass dude with an ADD and a DUI. Um, and it's a good thing she had that IUD, though, because yeah. if I came inside her, it most likely was because I wasn't paying attention. And um, she was always into horoscopes, and I think it was always like an annoying factor that some girls are into really into horoscopes, you know? She was a cancer, and she said, oh, because I'm a cancer, I, you know, this, that justifies my bitchy behavior, my abusive language, me eating your food. She was just a horrible person. Um, and... I guess when she dumped me, I guess that made me a cancer survivor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, over the past few weeks, I've always thinking about how can I reinvent or reincarnate myself. And I've always thought there's 7 billion people on this planet today. People have ever been. But a rising number of endangered species. Which made me think that I think animals that are killed choose to be a human being. They would want to choose to be reincarnated as a human being. Because if I was a tiger in Texas, and the last motherfucker I saw was the Tiger King before I died, <laughs> I think I'd want to be, translate to being a human. Um, but if for me personally, if I died and wanted to do it all over again, I think one thing, I, one ethnicity I'd actually pick to be reincarnated as is Japanese. Because I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff that is only really cool if you're actually Japanese doing it. Like anime. Honestly, if you are a non-Japanese dude reading a manga, I kind of think you're a loser, honestly. I just, 
cystic, it doesn't work out. Or a dude that's really into karate, but I don't know, just kind of sucks. Um, but I know what I wouldn't reincarnate as, honestly. And this is just a God to honest truth. I wouldn't really incarnate as a white guy. I feel like there's two reasons why I wouldn't. Two. One, I feel like white people kind of get blamed for a lot of things that not really your fault and you're kind of being held accountable for shit. I remember I had one white friend in high school named Angelica. And when we were doing a, uh, a class on slavery, I could just see, remember seeing all the black students just giving her like a dirty stink eye face, like, like, like she was like accountable for that shit. This was terrible. Um, second, I feel like you guys are always on time for everything. And that's a lot of pressure to be up with because as a Filipino, I'm never on time. <laughs> um, all right, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Philip, Fabian, everyone. Hey, just a little, um, a little note. Um, you might want to put the microphone closer to your mouth. When you hold it far away, it's just you, it, you want to bring it a little closer so that we can hear you better. Okay. That's all. Thanks for the feedback. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, everybody. We've got more comedians. Put your hands together for your next one. It's Dan Guan. <laughs> I'm not that short, okay? Jeez. Oh my God. Oh, thanks so much, guys. Thanks so much. We're do we're doing comedy. It's Monday. You know how it is. Uh, all right. So let's get into it, uh, guys. Uh, some of you might already know this, but actually, I grew up in an all really white town. You know, and that means that when I went to high school, I was the only Asian person there. Uh, one of the annoying things that all the white kids would always do. Super annoying. All the dudes would come up to me every time they see an Asian female walking by. They'll just in the tap of my shoulder and they'll be like, hey, bro, would you tap that? And I think that's so fucking gross, right? With them fetishes. Because, dude, that's my sister. Like, what the fuck kind of fetish? What kind of porn are you watching, dude? Like, seriously. Yeah, you know you grew up in an all-white town when all the kids in high school like to play uh, Straight Outta Compton by MWA, ironically. Like, one time I had this one friend, his name is John. All he ever kept doing is coming to high school by blasting that shit loud on, on, like, Max. And I'm like, dude, that's cool. But you ain't convincing anybody you're gangster with your 2005 Toyota Camry. So, like, you got to improve that shit, you know? Got to do something about it. Uh, while I was growing up in that town, I spent a lot of time at my dad's restaurant. You know, growing up, I had to, like, work the front. My dad always thought it was a great idea to bring dates there as a, as a place to bring women. Uh, and this is the worst place to actually have a date. And I'm going to tell you why. Because one of the perks of bringing a date from high school to a Chinese restaurant, perks, is the waiter is your wingman. The con, the waiter's your dad. Like, it's just... <laughs> you ever had your dad come up to you, serve you food, and be like, my son, really good. You should see him naked sometime, actually. Like, it just... <laughs> doesn't, doesn't really work out, you know? Uh... My parents are immigrants. I actually recently realized that I think uh, as growing up as an immigrant, we had different experiences of the internet, you know? Because, uh, see, for white people, you can use something like Google or you can use something like Ask Jeeves even. Uh, immigrant parents, all we have is their kids. So that's, that's, the, that's the internet that we have. And I realized that actually the internet is really isn't accessible for most immigrant people, right? Like the other day, my mom was trying to open a bank account and one of the questions they asked was, hey, what high school did you go to? So I had to translate to that to her. And when she finally realized what I was asking her, 
her little response was, oh, we burned that in the Cultural Revolution. How do you translate that? But I had to figure out the best guess and the best answer to put punch back in uh, in my computer. And the best answer I came up with was Asheville High School. So that's that's where she went to high school, guys. That's where she went to high school. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I, I work in a, so, uh, by night I'm a, so by night I'm a comedian, but by day I'm a, I work in tech. Thank you. Hold your applause. Anyway. Uh, no, a lot of the, one of the biggest things I get around here is that a lot of people come up to me before I tell them what I actually do. Uh, they just say, Oh, software engineer. And I hate that. Not just cause they assume because I'm Asian, but mostly just because can't think that I'm not that special here. Like, what you think we're just a dime a dozen. Because how many Asian dudes that work uh, that are here working in tech? Too fucking many. But how many Asian dudes you know are doing comedy out here? Okay, there's like five of us. Anyway, okay. All right, never, all right, never mind. I've been Dan Guan. You guys have been dope. Thanks so much. All right, appreciate it. Yay, Dan Guan. Funny new jokes and stuff. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Brady Pearson. <laughs> Delirious. That's Prince's Controversy album, 1979. How do I know that? Because I bought it. You don't realize how much time has passed until it has, until you realize, oh my God, it's been 20 years since Christina Aguilera came on the scene, right? Whitney Houston, like in the, oh my God, well, Whitney Houston was in the 80s, right? She changed our lives. I mean, and as we get older, I keep noticing that everything new is old is new again. You know, we keep thinking of these old things. I mean, like Ocean's 9, 10, 11, 15 and a half. Does anyone remember um, Harrison Ford? Is that, is that a familiar name for the room? Yeah? Okay. So we, we loved him, right? We loved him in Star Wars. We thought he was great, you know, awesome. He was another action franchise. I think that was uh, Rangers of the Lost Ark. We loved him in that. Questionable in the fifth one. We'll get there. And did you see Blade Runner 2049? Anyone see that? Why? I mean, what did that add to anything? Did it add to the narrative? Did it do anything? Did Harrison Ford break his arm there? Yes. It's terrible. What are we asking of this poor man? Has anyone seen Star Wars? Oh, my God, I can't believe they made another one. Okay, so in that one, thank God they finally stabbed him with a heart. But did you know that he broke, like, an ankle for that? What are we doing? These poor people, we, we need new actors, we need other things. And if we can't do that, then at least if they can drag Carrie Fisher's dead ass through space covered in ice, they could at least make a better job of him acting in 2049. Do you think they could go back and do that now? They could just, like, go back and re-Photoshop or re-deepfake bad performances? Now what's even worse, and this is actually serious, is that like um, we're getting ready for Indiana Jones 5 and the adventure of the Golden Walker. I'm really excited about it. I know I'm going to be the first one to see it. Let's see what else am I thinking about? Anything new? Um, does anybody know who Lindsey Graham is? He's a faggot. I can say that because I am one. Don't, don't worry about it. You know, I don't understand this faggot talking about women's rights when um, the last time he saw a vagina, the last time he saw a vagina was when he came out of one. And he hasn't looked back since, you know. 
Let's see. I have one more new one that I want to try. Okay. <clears throat> That'll be done. A little bit from the uh, an expansion of the musical that I never wrote called Little Orphan Fanny, and it goes something like this. <clears throat> it's a hard cock life for us. It's a hard cock life for us. I'll fuck you, fuck me. Get down on your knees. It's a hard cock life. Thank you, guys. I'm Brady. Yay for the new chapter of the song from Little Orphan Fanny. Coming to a theater near you soon. Super excited. Uh, all right. She just walked in the door, and it's her turn. Put your hands together for Kava to sing. Yay. I, uh, I have nothing. I just, okay, uh, okay, I shouldn't say that. Um, I don't appreciate that, uh, my friends, uh, I have this one friend and she's really into, like, personal space. She's, like, really into boundary setting. She's like, oh, God, I like my space, you know, and I'm like, so do I. Like, that's why do you think I'm always in it? Um, but... You know, one time I like came over, um, one time I was bored at my apartment. And so I just like came over to her apartment. I didn't give her notice. Cause like, who cares? And she, uh, she was breaking up with her boyfriend. Uh, and it was, you could just feel it in the room. Like she was sitting on the couch and he was sitting on her bed cause they live in a studio and there's just so much tension in the air. And, uh, Priyanchi like goes to, comes over to me and she's like, dude, I, I, I feel like you should probably go. And I was like, I don't think you understand. There's nowhere to go. Like you live in a studio. And so it was, it was rough. It was, you know, I wanted, you know, I know she didn't want me to listen to the conversation, but I was like, this is, this is the moment that we become one. Like there's never a moment that we'll be closer than when we're collectively breaking up with Sid. And it was just, I don't know. That's, I mean, she made me leave, which was really unfortunate. I basically ended up having to go, like, go to a wine bar and like devour a whole charcuterie board by myself. And you never want to see like a single woman devouring a char charcuterie board because she can do it and it's just going to look messy. And it also just looks like she got stood up, which I did. I got stood up by my best friend who's breaking up with her stupid boyfriend and you know what? I shouldn't have left because she was going to give me like a spark notes of the whole situation anyways. I could have just stayed in the room, got the whole transcript. But mind you, you wanted your personal space, so fuck that. Um, I, uh, <sighs> this is so hard. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I don't do one night stands uh, because... Uh, the first, uh, the first and only one night, st my, my fear was always that the guy would murder me. You know, that's very logical. Um, but then I was at a bar alone and I met this guy and he was hot. So I was like, he has permission. And we go back to his place and things get like really horny. And uh, unfortunately he couldn't get it up. Like getting him hard was like making a sandcastle because his dick kept slipping through my fingers. Um, and it just took so, it took so long, guys. Like, 
literally i feel like i was just like looking to see if there was a hole at some other part of his body for the air was going but um yeah eventually i was like dude this is not working out um and he said i should probably tell you i'm so sorry uh, i've been stressed because my brother is cancer you should have just murdered me you know like he wasn't he wasn't even in my phone you know his contact info wasn't in my phone like before it would have been bar hot guy but now it's bar brother cancer and he could have said anything else you know he could have been like my dick is gay or like i'm 34 and you're 22 and that's too old um but he didn't he didn't um i did want to support him though so i talked to him and i was like so your brother you know does his dick work uh but yeah before you feel bad for him okay like he was literally 34 and i was 22. like he looked like when you're 22 you don't respect yourself sexually so he like looked at me from across the bar and he was like i know what i need practice okay thanks guys <laughs> Yay, she wanted to get her pussy murdered, and it didn't happen. No. All right, your next comedian is so cool, and he drives a motorcycle, and I think I heard it when it went vroom, vroom, vroom up, and uh, yesterday he had a great set at Ocean Ale House. I laughed so hard, it, he actually made me tear up in front of children, and it was I was very impressed. It was a clean set, and he did a really great job. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun. Thank you. You know, Kanye West is a lot like Hitler because um, he used to be an artist. And now it's weird that I know a lot of facts about him. Um, the other day I went to the grocery, I live in the Castro, and I went to the grocery store and I, he, the guy asked if I wanted to buy a bag, but I realized like they've got all these like produce boxes. So I, I was like, can I just have a box? He's like, oh yeah, sure. And so he loaded it up in this box and wow, Guys, get your groceries in a box, because it will make, it has an effect on people. It is as if I just chopped down a tree with my bare hands, with no shirt and a 14-inch penis. You walk down the street in the Castro with this beard and a box of groceries, it's like walking through the woods at night, you know? Oh. Dick's flying at me. All right, that's the joke there. That didn't make a bonk like I thought it would. Oh, it made a bonk in real life. Oh. Anyway, I didn't get the chance to finish writing my set, but uh, I'm pretty sure I know exactly what it is. Um, I've been practicing self-care um, through uh, cocaine. Anyone else? I think, I think it's a good drug for mental health because it's the only drug that has the word okay in it. You know, when you're down and you're low and you're depressed and you're worried, everything's going to be cocaine. Uh, do we have any anti-Semites in the audience? No? Okay. Well, anti-Semites, I guess, they don't really go to comedy shows. Um, and if they do, it's just to wait outside. But um, I don't like anti-Semites, so since they're not here, I don't need to worry about offending them. Um, I'm not anti-Semitic because I've met Jewish people, and um, it's just it's always a pleasure to exchange soup recipes because I love making soup. But um, I grew up, uh, I was best friends with a, a kid who 
Um, his name is Avram, which I didn't realize until years later is an incredibly Jewish name. But um, I always kind of didn't like going over to his house because his family was so nice and warm and supportive and loving, and it, was, it felt wrong because I'm Irish. Um, but um, I, my opinion of the Jewish people is as high now as it's ever been because last weekend I hooked up with a 10, um, which I don't, I don't hook up with a lot of 10s, as you can probably guess, and he was Jewish. Oh, yes. I am fighting anti-Semitism with direct action. What have you done? Um, and this guy, oh, wow. He was just a hot Jewish top, uh, as they're known in the gay community, a dreidel. <laughs> and dreidel, I did play. I tell you. Um, I mean, he, wow. He, he, he was not Gentile with me. Man, like they, conspiracy theorists will say that Jews control the world. I don't think that's true, but he definitely controlled my world for about 90 minutes. Thank you. Um, I, they don't have machines that decide what weather will come, but he was a machine that decided whether I would come. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it rained <laughs> twice, actually. Uh, well, sleet would be more appropriate, I guess, because um, of the... Texture. Um, pretty sure there was another one. And it's just like, after, after some great tryst like that, you're just in awe of the person you're with, and you like them, and you like who they are, and you're so into them, and I'm still so into him, I really hope I get to know his name. But maybe, like, is that the issue? Like, the anti-Semites, do they just need to get dicked down really hard? Because it might work. Um, uh, anyway, I don't know his name, and I tried to get another date with him, but he didn't respond to my text messages. Um, because as it turns out, it doesn't matter if you're Jewish or Christian or Muslim or black or white or gay or straight or old or young. Um, in America, everybody leaves me. My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. Yay, Colin. Sleet, 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 motherfucker. Sleet, sleet, goddamn. Your next comedian. Uh, she's funny lady. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Okay. Um, so I've been I've been trying to work on myself. Uh, one of my best friends is really rich and successful, so I was asking her what her secret was to success, and she told me she wakes up early every day and uh, gives herself a positive pep talk. So I woke up early today to give myself a positive pep talk. I was like, you don't need to be successful. And then I just went back to sleep. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so when I moved out to California from home, I lost a bunch of weight. And the first time that I went back home, one of my friends was like, oh my God, uh, what's your secret to losing all that weight? And I was like, oh, it's super easy. You just gotta be super depressed. It's all it is. You know, like it, it's, it's weird because like every time I get depressed, I'm like, damn, I can't sleep. I can't eat. I'm about to get so skinny. So it's uh, a... <laughs> Trying to see the glass half full. Um, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be better with money, but it's kind of weird because I really like to online shop. 
So I do this thing where I'll like buy a bunch of stuff online and then take it back to the mall to return it. And then when I return it, it kind of feels like I'm making money in a weird way. Is that a relatable sentiment or am I just stupid? <laughs> I told someone that thought and they were like, that's not how money works. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know. I see a plus sign in my bank account. Um, I uh, recently took Adderall for the first time. I took it before work because I really wanted to spend all day focusing on work. And um, yeah, I was able to focus all day uh, on literally everything else <laughs> except my actual job. So that was cool. Um, do you guys ever think about like, what people would write about you in your obituary no okay well like lately like you know people are like oh live every day like it's your last like lately I've been trying to like adopt the mantra of like live every day thinking about what people would write about you in your obituary you know it's like I don't want people to be like oh you know she always had a smile because that's a fucking lie uh <laughs> <laughs> I want people to be like, oh, she uh, always had something to say, <laughs> negatively, usually. Um, I really like tall men, and I never used to know why, uh, but I think I'm just really jealous of their metabolisms, you know? Like, when I see them, I'm like, oh, it must be nice to eat all the things that you do. Um, I don't really know where I'm going with that. I just, it was just a thought. Uh, I have, uh, no. Okay. Not that either. Oh, 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 okay. Here's a thought. Um, I, I, uh, I was with, I was with a tall man. I was hanging out with a tall man recently and, uh, he, he's very confident, you know, cause he's very tall, but he's not very attractive. Um, and, but I really love his confidence because we were walking by, we were walking down the street, we walked past a store and he saw his reflection in the window and he was like, oh, I think the reflection is wrong. And I was like, no, that's just what you look like. But I just thought it was pretty cool to, you know, just look the way that he did, but blame it on a store, you know? Anyway, okay, 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 okay. Uh, last thought. Um, I think I want to be, I want to be famous one day, but like, I feel like I have a very low bar for fame, you know? Like, I just want to be famous enough that like someone makes a fake Instagram for me, you know, like pretending to be me or like a fake social media account. I'm just like, oh, that's cool, you know, like they went through the trouble of like pretending to be me and like saying horrible things as me. I don't know. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Yay, Denise Lee. Hooray. All right, clap for me. Yay. Yay. I'm going to, I'm going to. Um, Ray Khan is on his way. I'm going to burn a little time till he gets here because he's going to give me a ride to my next show. So I'm like, phew. Whew. Uh, you were talking about eating disorders. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> You're like, no, I wasn't. Oh, obliquely. <laughs> no, um, I'm really excited. Oh, my God. World Cup starts next week, you guys. World Cup. World Cup. Yes, finally, I get to watch hot 26-year-old men actually make goals. 
literally making goals everywhere. I'm really excited for the Swiss team. Um, Jan Sommer is the keeper, and he is the most attractive person alive. Just want to let you guys know. Check out fucking World Cup. I'm going to be masturbating all for the next two weeks. It's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. I'll be raw. I'm... Uh, you know, I'm trying to date. I'm single. I don't date. That's not true. I'm trying to date. No one ever takes me on dates. I don't think anyone's actually ever spent money on me. And I, I don't know it's that it, I don't know if that's my fault because I don't want them to because then I would feel like I would owe them something and then like and I'd just be sucking everyone's dick all the time because I'd feel like I'd had to because they bought me food. Is that how it works? I mean, I was married, so that's what I figured the contractual obligation was. We actually used to have a program, my ex-husband and I, we called it back rubs for blowjobs. That was the that was the uh, the thing we did. I was like, I really don't want to have sex with you, but I, I would like you to rub my back for like, rub my feet. I have a foot fetish. Uh, cool. So I am single and I've never had an internet dating profile. That's something I've never had. I'm 48 years old. Thank you. I try to meet people in public and, and it, that's not working. But so a lot of people say that when you internet date, especially women, they say, well, you know what you should do. You should raise the bar raise it really high. And then men are usually like, well, what you should do is lower that bar way down. And what I do is meet at the bar. <laughs> I meet people in person, I try to. So I was outside of our bar the other day and I was smoking and holy fuck, a fire truck came by. Woo, 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 woo. And they stopped and just gorgeous hot men just, just piled out of this truck and whoa, and they all went upstairs. And one of them, I looked at him and I, I like gave him a little smile and a little wink and a little wave. And he looked back and I was get, we were getting, we were vibing. And he goes up and does something, saves some opiate overdose or something. Who knows? Whatever was happening in San Francisco. And so they come back down and they're getting back into their truck. And I give him another little wave and a wink. And he was so hot. And I was like, oh, but I'm so stupid. I didn't write down the number of the truck. So how am I going to find this guy? So what I did is the next week I went back at the exact same time and I paid a questionably housed man 20 bucks to start a garbage can fire. See, that's my version of Tinder. Long way to go for that punchline. Uh, but I, hey, I did, it, I did that joke four times this weekend in front of big crowds and they all, it was rolling laughter, I promise you. Rolling laughter. Um, back to eating disorders. Uh, no, I used to, I used to, I used to have one. Um, uh, let me just run through this joke from the beginning just because I wanted to. 26-year-old men, I want to date them but because they're so dumb. <laughs> they're doing this new thing called intermittent fasting. You heard of it, the intermittent fasting? They're microdosing food. <laughs> yeah. Intermittent fasting. You're going to mansplain anorexia to me? God, I've been doing this for 30 years. Uh, no, I, used to, I used to be bulimic for a long time, but I wanted to be known as an environmentalist, so I would vomit into the composting. Renew, recycle, regurgitate. That highly acidic compost will be great on the wine vines in Napa. 2020 Pinot. Yay! Thank you guys for listening to my jokes. Your last comedian of the night. I'm so excited that he's here. I haven't seen you in a hella long time, so it's really great to have you back. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Ray Khan! Yay! Yay! Oh, my God, the incomparable Pam Benjamin, everybody. Oh, my God. I love her so much. Hey, uh, what's going on, everybody? Everything good? Monday, Monday, Monday? Anybody? I grew up, uh, grew up with a lot of irrational fears. Anybody have any irrational fears growing up? Scared of everything? 
Yeah, nobody, just me. That's okay. I'll tell, tell the joke. It's fine. It's fine. It's like you can. Anyway, I was really afraid of dark closets growing up. Super afraid. Really, really frightened. She's frightened of my set. I get it. It's cool. That's all right. Ah, joking, joking. Listen, I was so afraid of dark closets that one week the light bulb in my fridge went out. Fucking lost 12 pounds, you guys. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I called it the boogeyman diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bagels and scream cheese? No, thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, listen, I'm not a fighter. You could probably tell just by looking at me. I'm not much of a fighter at all. I can't throw, can't punch. Can't kick, can't do too much. Last fight I went through was, I almost got into a fight like 10 years ago. Same place, some guy comes up to me. I guess I cut him in line or some shit like that. And he comes up and he goes, yeah, I'm going to, because you want to go, man? You want to throw? I'm like, oh, take it easy, man. Look at me. I'm not ready to fight. No way. He goes, yeah. He starts threatening me right away, right? Says, you know, I don't have a, I, don't, I can't fight. I don't have a black belt in the old kung fu, right? Right? But you know what I do have? I got a black belt in long-form improv. Yeah, so I just, so I just yes-anded his ass the entire time. He's like, yeah, yeah, him, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, yeah, and both of our parents will be very disappointed. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to break your face. And I'm like, yes, and? I go, yes, yes, and I'm going to be completely unrecognizable. He's like, who do you think you are? I'm like, I don't know. You got a name, a location, an occupation? I'll take anything, man. And then I fucking ran because I can't fight. Um, <laughs> I met a girl the other day. You know, I met a girl. She was cute. It was nice. She said she was Persian. I was confused. I don't know what Persia is. I had to look it up when I got home. Persia. Anybody know what Persia is? Persia's just Iran, you guys. It's just Iranian. She didn't want to tell me she was Iranian. So strange, right? We can do that. We can let's like pick the country we're from and just harken back to your and just call us that. I love it. Let's keep doing it. Let's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like if you ask me from where, where am I from? I'm fucking from uh, Babylon. I'm Babylonian. Yeah, that's right. That's right, we got hanging gardens and stuff. Yeah, one of the seven wonders of the world. It's awesome. Uh, a few centuries prior to that, I'm Mesopotamian. Yeah, we spe yeah, my people specialize in broken clay pots. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, a few more centuries back, you know where I'm from? Yeah, Pangea. Pangea, yeah. I'm 100. As it seems, as it goes, I, back far enough, we're all fucking Pangean, everybody. 300 million years ago, yeah, we're all connected. We're all beautiful people. We're all Pangean is what I want to leave with, you guys. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. That's got to be my time. Pam Benjamin, Joke Shop. I'm back. That was fantastic. Pangean. We're all Pangean. You guys are amazing. Well, thank you all for being here, and it's a short one today, and that's great, because um, I've got to jump on over to the condor. i got to jump on over to the condor and show everybody my tits, so uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a hella funny show, and, and it's, since it's at a strip club, what better place to show your boobs than a strip club? I just think it's the most appropriate place to do that. So, that's, I, I, I just, it's fun. For feminism, I like to free the nip. My boobs are really small anyways. They're not very exciting, uh, which I find funny. And that I don't shave, like, the armpit hair freaks people out, which I, I also think is a lot of fun. Oh, okay, because I don't shave my armpits. Here's the funny thing, though, about that, and I'm trying to make it into a joke. We'll see if anyone can help me. Well, so 
I have. I won't shave ever again, but I wouldn't have a problem with waxing. I would consider waxing myself, but I never want to shave again because it's just so awful and get all these ingrown hairs. And I'm so happy now that I don't shave anymore. But it, that's hilarious. Ah, call it Braun. He makes me laugh. Okay, bye, everybody.
tell you that my heart would split the size of me. The meadows mine, the mountains mine, all forests, stintless stars, as much of noon as I could take between my finite eyes, the motions of the dipping birds, the morning's amber road, for mine to look at when I liked. The news would strike me dead. So safer, guess, with just my soul upon the window pane. Unrolled his feathers and rode him softer home than oars divide the ocean too silver for a scene or butterflies off banks of noon leap flashless as they swim. What soft, cherubic creatures these gentle women are. One would oh, assume yeah. assault a plot or violate a star. Such dignity convictions terror so refined of freckled human nature, of deity ashamed. It's such a common glory, a fisherman's degree. Redemption, brittle lady, be so ashamed of thee. centuries before. The feet, mechanical, go round a wooden way of ground or air or art, regardless grown of quartz contentment like a stone. This is the hour of lead, remembered if outlived, as freezing persons recollect the snow. First chill, then If stupid. you miss me at the back of the bus, you can't find me nowhere. Oh, come on over to the front of the bus. I'll be riding up there. I dwell in possibility, a fairer house than prose, more numerous of windows, superior of doors, of chambers as the cedars, impregnable of eye, and for an everlasting roof, the gables of the sky. A friend of mine telephoned me 
about three weeks ago it was. The fairest for occupation this the spreading wide my narrow hands to gather paradise. Uh, the day after we read in our newspapers up here about what was going on in Birmingham with the dogs. And he said, Pete, you'd have to see it to believe it. They have a little dance down there. He says, I don't even know the name. I found since it's called the Wobble. But he says, they do a song with it. You see, there's a, it's, they start with a twist and then a step back and a step forward and a hesitation somewhere. He says, but they all sing, I ain't scared of your jail cause I want my freedom. I want my freedom. I want my freedom. I ain't scared of your jail cause I want my freedom. I want my freedom now. He says, you have to see it, though, to see how it works. There's Reverend King. He's giving them a lecture in church. He says, now, this is to be a silent demonstration today. No songs, no slogans, and if any obscenities are shouted at you from the sideline, you don't reply to them. You keep right along the line of march. Until you're arrested, then the singing can begin. <laughs> so they all file out of church just as solemn as deacons and as quiet as mice down the street. Oh, maybe a couple hundred of them, maybe. Along comes a policeman. He says, you're all under arrest. I ain't scared to go to jail because I want my freedom. I want my freedom. I want my freedom. I ain't scared of your jail because I want my freedom. I want my freedom now. Did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? I learned that Washington never told a lie. I learned that soldiers seldom die. I learned that everybody's free. And that's what the teacher said to me. That's what I learned in school today. That's what I learned in school. What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? I learned that policemen are my friends. I learned that justice never ends. I learned that murderers die for the crimes, even if we make a mistake sometime. And that's what I learned in school today. That's what I learned in school. What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? I learned our government must be strong. It's always right and never wrong. Our leaders are the finest men, and we elect them again and again. And that's what I learned in school today. That's what I learned in school. What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? I learned that war is not so bad. I learned about the great ones we have had. We fought in Germany and in France, and someday I might get my chance. That's what I learned in school today. That's what I learned in school. Little boxes, little boxes, all the same. 
There's a green one and a pink one and a blue one and a yellow one and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same. And the people in the houses all go to the university and they all get put in boxes, little boxes all the same. Doctors and as lawyers and business executives and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same. And they all play on the golf course and drink their martini dry and they all have pretty children and the children go to school. And the children go to summer camp And then to the university And they all get put in boxes And they all come out the same And the boys go into business And marry and raise a family And they all get put in boxes Little boxes all the same There's a green one and a pink and a blue one and a yellow one and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look
Let's go, y'all. The boogie is back again. For the boogie, there is no beginning. There is no end. Ha! Come on, come on. Feel a funk, y'all. Get up. Right. 